just like that. We're back. I love it. Back, back in Layover Media Studios. Gonna do a Steve Maraboli podcast. <laughs> Whispers <laughs> of genius, echoes of madness. Nailed it. Yeah, this is how I roll. Thank you guys for having this ready and we're gonna talk what are we talking today i see a lot of behavior a lot of behavior that's my favorite it is i know this behavior to me is my favorite because i think as neil degrasse tyson says that the the language of the universe is mathematics right right and for me behavior is mathematics to me it is we are a walking series of equations and when things don't make sense, it's because you have the equation wrong. You have the numbers wrong. And that a lot of the things that confuse us, a lot of the things that, that knock us out of alignment are simply arguing with an equation. And so for me, behavior is math. I watch. I watch what people do. I listen because I'm a fan of of language i'm a fan mm -hmm. of that whether it be on songs or in speeches and that kind of stuff i'm a fan of the art of communication however i pay attention to behavior to make sure that my emotional connection to something is in in alignment with the mathematics i'm seeing so glad you're writing about behavior today hey everybody and thanks for sharing thank you for the feedback I definitely see it. I definitely see the the increase in participation on social media. So I am Steve Maraboli, one word. That's Steve Maraboli on Instagram and Twitter. And on Facebook, I'm author Steve Maraboli. Don't forget that if you're interacting with our page, following our page, uh, commenting on our page, just make sure you're doing it on the pages that are verified. Blue check mark means verified pages. That means me or someone from our team is, is is actually monitoring that page. Anything else is not us. Let me tell you, anything else is not us because we have enough work to do with the pages we have. So we are definitely not <laughs> doing other pages. We just don't have no, we're not. time or energy or interest in doing that. So thanks. How's your week going? Great, great week. You know, I read a comment on one of our videos has, oh, I, I don't know, almost 2 million views. <clears throat> really great comment that said, thank you for, this is what Facebook should be about, spreading these yeah, kind I of agree. inspirational messages. A lot of people who say social media is this, that, and it's, it's always what we use it for, right? Social media is just there. So it's what you use it mm -hmm. for. Like, so a hammer is a hammer, right? Social yeah. media is a tool. A hammer is a tool. I can use it to build something beautiful, I could use it to destroy something beautiful. I could use it to hit somebody in the head. Mm -hmm. I could hit somebody in the foot. Like you could, yeah. it is nothing. It is a tool and it's what we use it for. So we cannot, if you see a lot of people using a hammer destructively, you don't say, oh, look at this. Hammers are for, no, that doesn't mean that you have to use it that way. And for me, I, like everything else, folks, if you, if you have got any gist of what I'm about, <laughs> I simplify things. For me, social media is a tool. It gets our, our, our words out there. It gets our ideas out there. It gets some hopeful, some, some strategies and life hacks, mind hacks out there for people to use. And that's what I think social media is for. It helps me. It's like a, a, a megaphone. It's a, it's a CD player. It's a whatever you want to call it um, in places that you wouldn't, you wouldn't have normally reached, you know, from, from 
right here in New York to Abu Dhabi right now as we speak <laughs> listening to this. There are people all over the world listening, and that to me is is the power of social media. If you see pages that don't make you feel good, that don't make you think, that don't inspire you, and you don't like that, unfollow the page. You owe nobody anything. Mm -hmm. That's that's a thing that I want to I wanted to post, and I'm glad. Uh, during the week, sometimes I, I I'm not often in the office, so. I'll text these two and say, oh, remind me of this, remind me of that. One of the things I was going to remind you to remind me that I forgot that I'm going to say now so that the show reminds <laughs> us is I want to uh, post a picture of just black, like a blank black picture mm -hmm. and the, have the text say um, a picture of what you owe anybody. Like, just, oh, just, I like that's that. just nothing. <laughs> Stop feeling like you owe you owe them nothing. Refine, improve, enhance your life. Be the best per, the best person you can be. Don't hurt them. Don't damage them. Mm -hmm. But please know, you don't owe them anything. Be yourself. People will will if you voluntarily give your life to them in that sense. Give them in in the sense that you seek their validation, their permission, their acceptance, and all that. That you're voluntarily giving your life to them, and guess what? They'll take it. They will yeah. absolutely take it, and uh, and 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 at some point, when when people come to this wisdom of I'm just gonna be live for me, and I'm gonna, yeah. I, I, the everyone else benefits. My whole family benefits when I'm the best version of me. And when they come to that wisdom, what you're really saying is I'm freeing myself from the illusion that I owe anybody anything else, other than being the best version of myself. So remind me to post that at some point during the week. But that's great. That's great feedback. That is great feedback. I think that um, I think that it's interesting. D d do you get to that point with age, or is it just wisdom where you just don't care what? I I don't know what the breaking point is. Sometimes you want to say it's just which is wisdom, but sometimes it's just enough's enough. Like mm -hmm. it, it's not. I wish it was like that. Like you read in the books where you're just like that, those moments, those yeah. moments like of wisdom. <laughs> I wish it was like that, but I don't, it, it's not like that for me ever. Mm -hmm. And I haven't met anybody who's successful, who's in that sense, the, the, the old term was like enlightened, you know, mm -hmm. wise. Like I yeah. haven't met anybody who it happened like that for. It was usually a slow, grumbling, brutal <laughs> denial, yeah. arguing with reality kind of thing that got them there, and uh, and at that point uh, they're finally like, "All right, enough's enough." And and usually it's some sort of heartbreak or mental breakdown <laughs> that gets you there. That's why I say you, the, some of the greatest messages are found in the greatest messes. Mm -hmm. That's why I say that. That's why I, I was twenty when I wrote that, right. um, and. It, it took me years, even after knowing that, to to really finally take a stand in my life. And and you don't always do it in a hundred percent of the areas either. Uh, that's one of the things where I kick back on that whole enlightenment guru genre of the past thirty years. Is for number one, it's full of shit because it's not it's not real. It's not it's not practical. It's not. Again, the self-help section of the bookstore keeps growing. It's a multi-billion, with a B, multi-billion dollar industry. If the info in there worked, it would be a shrinking industry, not a growing one, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Like yeah. the polio industry is not a growing industry <laughs> oh. because we figured out what works. Yeah. It's a shrinking industry, right? It shrunk. It's gone. Like 
So the self-help industry is a growing industry. That means it hasn't solved it. You have books like the, the, the Law of Attraction books that are all out there, sell millions and millions and millions of copies. Well, where are all the millions and millions and millions of new millionaires? Where are all the millions and millions and millions of now suddenly just happy people? <laughs> no, at the same time, people are losing more money than ever. Mm -hmm. At the same time, those books were really popular. Foreclosures, repossessions, bankruptcies were all up. Antidepressant drugs skyrocketing. Um, and so, no, that's not the answer. So uh, amongst those things that I'm saying to you is, is, is this idea of that you figure it out one day and you hit this enlightenment. Even, even me, when I'm saying, oh, some of the greatest messages come out of the greatest message, I learned X, Y, Z. Like I learned mm -hmm. to no longer justify the scars because I love the person holding the knife. It's, it sounds like when you figure that out, it stops right there. It doesn't. Just like when you decide... It's any. It's a behavior like anything else. So just like when you decide, okay, I'm done being overweight and unhealthy. I'm going to be healthy, diet, and exercise. Okay, so that's it? <laughs> that's all? From that moment on, you're great and it's a piece of cake? No, it's literally not that. It's a struggle and it's a grind. And eventually you build the new behavior of healthier living, right? So emotional behavior is the same way. You get to the point where you're like, ah, I can't. I can't be used like this anymore. I can't be hurt like this anymore. I can't. And slowly you build up that new behavior that gets you into a healthier position, healthier relationships, business and personal. It's the same way with this kind of wisdom and enlightenment. So is it age? Is it is it uh, uh, maturity? Yeah, mm -hmm. it's that. And sometimes it's just trauma. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes trauma makes you wise. And then along the way with that trauma, it's still an effort. It's still an effort to put yourself in a healthier behavioral pattern. And that's, uh, that's enough of a struggle. That internal struggle for refining, improving, enhancing your life is enough. Uh, so that's why I live pretty freely of, of outside struggles because mm -hmm. the inside's enough. Imagine how hard it is to change yourself. That's why I tell people when they're like, oh, I wish I could change this. I wish I could change that. And I fall into that rut also. Like I said, it's, it's always going to be that battle. But the wise moments you say, imagine how hard it is to change yourself. Let's take that diet and exercise idea. So you, I know people who look in the mirror crying. Like they, they can't believe they let their body get to this. They feel like crap. They, they think they look like crap. Sometimes they're eating something while looking in the mirror crying. I can't stop eating. You're like, I get it. I understand it. I've, I went through that during my own physical transformation. I would, I would eat, go back into that rut, eat that things, that same things, and then a minute later be self-hating, like a, to a deplorable self-hatred. And so I understand it. So, but imagine that. And those people are trying still with all that pain, with all that want to change how hard it is to change yourself. And you want to, with every cell in your body, you want to change yourself. And it's hard. Yeah. So imagine changing someone <laughs> else. Imagine then, if you know, changing yourself when you want to is really, really, really hard. Imagine changing someone else. And then on top of that, changing someone else who doesn't really want to. They don't identify the issues like you do. Oh, forget it. You have no chance and you're... You're not going to pull them up. They're going to pull you down 100% of the time. So 
Does it come with wisdom, age? Yes, yes. Trauma? Yes. Does it come mm -hmm. with one day you decide, I'm going to take back my own life and live my life? Yes. Does it come with relearning shit? Yes. Does it come with unlearning old shit? Yes. Does it come with tears? Yes. Mm -hmm. With laughter? Yes. It comes with all that. At some point, hopefully, most people won't get to this point, but at some point, hopefully, people will grab the reins of their own life. They'll grab the steering wheel of their own life. They'll grab the pen of their own life and they will drive, they will steer, they will write their story and stop allowing other people to do so. Uh, most people won't get to that. But the type of people who would listen to a show like this yeah. have, a, have a larger chance of getting to it. At least, at least that, that inclination towards... Uh, self-power and and and, mm -hmm. and and being the author of your story at least that inclination is there if you're listening to someone like me yeah that you have this quote that i really love i was thinking about uh, i am self-propelled fueled from within yeah if i give them the power to feed me i also give them the power to starve me yeah and that again is experiential that comes from um that comes from early days of of social media mm -hmm. where I, I would participate in it a lot and I would look and I, you, you could post something. And I know a lot of people can resonate with this. You post something and then you check what seems like an hour later, but it was really about four minutes later to see how many likes did I get? Did anyone say anything? Can I... And then suddenly your whole day could be on that. This is what happens, what's happening with a lot of kids. And what I mean by kids is I mean like teenagers, young adults. They are having a unhealthy relation with social media and you're seeing the kickback for it. Um, that these, and I know what's happening is these dopamine hits that you hit. It's, it's those acceptance, the acceptance drugs, you know, the congratulations yeah. drugs. Mm -hmm. Well, when you don't get that, you know, when you do get them, you feel amazing. Mm -hmm. They fed you and you need that and you yeah. want that. But when you don't get that, they've starved you. You, when you give them the power to feed you, you also give them the power to starve you. And so, uh, again, I'm, I'm, I'm all about emotional self-defense. I'm all about minimizing the targets that can hit me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like just minimizing those targets. It it's a um when it comes to behavior, when it comes to emotional self-defense, uh it's it's like when I train in MMA, when I train that kind of stuff. You you're if you go and watch, you think you're just kicking and punching, but no, if you watch the footwork of the really good athletes, mm -hmm. right, of the of the Jenny Nadells of the world, mm -hmm. right? You watch this these footwork and you're watching them posture differently. And when I would train with Jenny or even even doing uh, jujitsu, you watch your posture yourself differently. Well, why are you doing that? Well, what you're doing, why are you standing in this awkward stance? Well, because when you stand this way, you're giving them less space surface area to hit you with. When you, when you stand this way, you're giving them less space surface area for them to grab onto you. So you're minimizing the targets that they can hit you with. You have less exposure to places you are vulnerable. So I apply this same type of stuff to my life. I, 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 I can seem mysterious. Mm -hmm. I can seem I keep to myself. Well, what I'm doing is I'm minimizing the exposure. I, I tell the funny stories about how I, I stopped telling my mom things. Mm -hmm. 
right? Because yeah. she, yeah. because she loved me so much, she wanted to protect me from everything. So anytime I had an idea for business or something, I would tell my mom, and she'd be like, "Oh no, Stephen, what's gonna happen? What if nobody buys it? What if nobody looks?" And I'd be like, "Oh shit, I don't know. I didn't think of any of that. I felt so good about this until I told you, and now I'm nervous as hell. Yeah, because you sold me all your fears, and it's not. She's not a hater or anything mm-hmm. that. She just loved me so much. She wanted me to be in that." you know, and wrap me in bubble wrap for the rest of my life. And so I learned, am I going to change my mom? No. Am I going to change the way she shows love? Am I going to change her insecurities? <laughs> am I? No, no, none of that. What I'm going to change is the targets, the surface areas where I am vulnerable. So I stopped telling her things. How's it going? Great. <laughs> oh, a lot of good things happening. Great. Mm-hmm. And then a book comes out a TV show or Mm -hmm. something like that. And she'd be like, oh my God, she'll read about it. (laughs) Oh, it's amazing. See, it's amazing. And I kept that target away. Did she ever say, why don't you tell me? Would she ever? Maybe. Maybe in the beginning. Maybe. And like anyone else, you know, a lot of people in my life, they don't know that they've been excluded from that (laughs) information. Yeah. Like I said, I, I, I might just seem elusive i might just seem kind of quiet i might just seem uh mysterious if if you are angry that i don't give this information then then you might i might seem the other part of mysterious which is secretive oh it it all depends on your perspective right so you could be mysterious or secretive Mm -hmm. tells you more about how the person views you than than what you're doing right so but for me it doesn't it doesn't matter to me. I, I'm just trying to minimize exposure to targets. And I do that emotionally. And I learned to do that over the course of time. In business, we know, and especially in this business, Steph, you know more than anybody, I, I, because it makes me laugh how much it drives you crazy, of how much of my stuff other authors steal. I don't, I don't even want to talk about it. I don't yeah. want to talk about it. Yeah. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> They steal, Chris, she goes crazy. Like they steal so much. And it's always these uh, extra preachy, I'm a preacher and God number one. And then insert Steve Maraboli's words with my name, you know, and and that's just the way they they do it. They take my stuff all the time. And what they'll find out is that you can take my stuff, but you're not me. No, no. And it's not going to resonate the same way. Mm -hmm. Why can't, if I use his words, why don't I get his results? Because you're not me. You don't, you haven't lived that. You haven't lived that. (laughs) Mine is my blood, my my blood on paper. That's why it resonates. And and when you try to just redo my blood on paper, that's not you. And so they don't know how to be it. But they, my point is, so for those type of things I've learned with ideas and that kind of stuff, when I'm talking to agents, Chris and I were talking earlier about this movie thing we did. And, uh, uh, I've learned to minimize targets even there, like less ideas, keep them in your pocket because someone's going to take it nice and they're going to bring it somewhere else like it's their idea. And, you know, it, it's, again, m- am I going to change the, the ethic of that person? Are they all like that? No. Am I going to change the ethic of the person? No. Does that mean to me there's a small percentage that could be unethical? Yes. Am I willing to take that risk? No. I keep the target away. And so I tend to uh, to uh, to be that way. And, I, and, and so I think that, again, Steph, to bring back your question is that comes with, it comes with recognizing 
behavior is math and it comes with age and wisdom and trauma. It comes with Mm -hmm. all that stuff. But most importantly, it comes with the idea of accepting that that's what it is. Remember, like we feel pain when we argue with reality, right? So a lot of people argue with reality and that's why they never learn the lessons. That's why they never learn the lessons. They argue with reality. So for me, one of the key factors I did in recognizing behavior as math is to not argue with reality. So when, let's say, a lot of people will say, listen, I'm in a relationship and they say they love me so much and they say they appreciate me and they say that, that I'm their number one, but they never call me, they never text me, they seem to disappear on weekends and they yell at me. All right, I, and I'm just so confused about this, Steve. Well, you're confused because you're arguing with reality because what they're doing is in contrast to what they're saying. What they're doing is the real. What they're doing is the real. What The reason you're confused is because you're arguing with reality. In other words, you're looking, you're looking at the number five. I'll bring it back to math. You're looking at the number five, right? You're holding the number five because that's what behavior is. You're holding the number five. And you're saying, Steve, I'm so confused because they keep telling me one plus one. But, but, but I'm holding number five. It's just so confusing. It's not confusing. <laughs> What's confusing is that you're believing the one plus one. I, I don't know whether it's one plus four. I don't know if it's three plus two. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's four plus one. Mm-hmm. I don't know that. But what I do know is it's not <laughs> one plus one. That I can be sure because you're holding a five. That means that the truth has to equal number five. And so a little key dynamics, I'll say in those type of situations, I'll say, okay, so you know this person pretty well. Yes, I do. All right, so what do they love to do? They love to uh, listen to music, buy mu- go to concerts. They love to play video games. They love whatever. Okay, when they do something they love, is it clear that they love it? Yeah. Do they have to tell you they love it? No, no. Okay. They don't miss a concert. They don't miss a game. They don't miss a video game. They don't miss this. Mm-hmm. They're there. They're there. They're attentive. They blah, blah, blah. Okay. So their behavior equals what you know. They probably never even said to you, I love this game. I love this concerts. I love this music. They didn't have to tell you that because their behavior is showing you this. Right. So now you know what they look like, not what they sound like, but you know what they look like when they love something. Yes. Do they look that way when it's a court, when it has to do with you? No. Well, then we do know what they don't feel for you. And that sucks. That sucks because now for the first time, instead of arguing with reality, you have to do one of the most terrifying things in the world, which is face reality, accept reality. Shit, you're right. Mm-hmm. I know what they look like when they love something. And they do not look like that when it has to do with me. Shit, that sucks. That's painful. But at least now you can be on the path to healing. Once you accept when you're holding a five that it is not one plus one, that sucks a lot, but at least you are now on your way to the equation or you'd accept the five for what it is. It's a five. It's, it's, I am not that to them. Am I okay with that? 
if you're okay with that, then yeah, maybe set some new new rules. Hey, you don't have to say these things to me because I'm okay. I'm okay with the fact that I don't hold that place. And if you're looking for that place, then you have to know this isn't where I'll find that because that's not what it looks like. Wow. That's behavior, behavior being math. So when I do meet people who say, oh, Steve, we really want to work with you. Steve, really important, blah, 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 blah. And now you're not returning my calls. I, I, I don't know what, I don't know what you do feel. <laughs> But I know what you don't feel is enthusiasm for working with me, enthusiasm for getting back with me. That I can be sure of. It sucks because then your ego is like, well, why don't you want to work with me? Why aren't I one of your main projects? Why aren't I? I don't know why. And I can, you can drive yourself crazy thinking about it. Or you could just say, okay, I'm obviously not their main product, uh, product. Okay, their main project. Am I okay with not being their main project? And I can just then emotionally uh, help myself by recognizing, okay, well, they're not getting back to you because you're not their main project. And then suddenly it doesn't hurt me so much because I've accepted it. Or if I want to be someone's main project and I want them to be on me, on me, on me, then I have to know that these aren't those people and move on to a place that will answer my call right away and do because I need that. But at least then I'm back in control. I'm back in the power. And I'm not wondering, wow, you know, they said they really want to work with me and they can't wait. And I haven't heard from them in a week. It, it's, and that's just the way that that works. I had, a, I had a, a, a people I was looking to do a, a book project with. They said, we'll call you tomorrow. A month passed by before I heard from them again. I can't take you, you seriously. Yeah, you can't work with that. I no, no matter how brilliant you can be, no matter how good you could be at this book project, I can't take you seriously because for me, for me, I need more than that in this project. So if I had come to terms with that and said, all right, well, I'm not going to be anywhere on their priority list. I'm okay with that. If this book project takes longer, I'm okay with it. If they're going to kind of half-ass it, I'm okay with that. Then at least I'd know, all right, don't be waiting by the phone. Um, but for me, this project is so special and it's been on hold for so long that I want it done. So now I know. I don't have to listen to what they say. If it took you a month to get back to me, and it's it's you know phone calls and text messages, it's not... It's not, you know, the Pony Express from 1892. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's not. So it's if if I wasn't important enough, if the project wasn't important enough to even send a, hey, we're backed up. We'll get to this. It's still on our list. Anything like that. But the zero after we'll get back to you tomorrow. That wasn't where I have that project. So I know that they are disqualified from doing it. And again, that brings that power back. It brings it back to you. Behavior is math. It really, really is. And you can then sift through all the words that people say. And, and words are, are how people convey just about everything. But behavior, so much of it is done subconsciously. Most people kind of just, that, that's where you benefit from most people kind of just being zombies. Is that most people just go through their day subconsciously. A lot of people are like, oh, I don't even remember the drive home. They, they're just kind of going through it. Well, because that's true, you'll see a lot less deception in behavior. 
than you will in communication uh, orally because th there you have to put thought to that. You have to put thought to that. So when people are saying, oh, yeah, I'm living my life better, I'm doing better, I'm doing better, but you see that their life isn't changing, then you know. If you listen to the words, you'll at least get an insight to the deception they're giving themselves because they'll, mm. they'll usually right. share their internal deception out loud. Well, you know, because the kids, blah, blah, blah. You'll hear why it is that they're failing themselves. But, um, but you can ignore it and, you know, take it for whatever interest you have in it, but ignore it and just say, okay, well, they're not serious. Because if they were serious, they wouldn't have to tell me anything. I'd see it. I'd see them at the gym. I'd see them uh, outside running. I'd see, I'd see, you know, a, a couple of inches here and there taken away. And mm -hmm. I, I'd see that. I wouldn't see them walking into the fast food place. I wouldn't see that, you know? And so it's, um, behavior is math for me. Again, if Neil deGrasse Tyson says the language of the universe is math, that's fantastic. I think that behavior is also math. It is your life is the sum of the equation of your behavior. Regardless of what you say it is, it is what you don't, you don't get in life what you say, you get in life what you are. And, and that's, that's behavior. And for me, that's, uh, that's everything. You gotta be it to see you gotta it. be it to see it. <laughs> what be else we got, Steph? Well, be, speaking of behaviors, math, Tony on Facebook, she just wants you to know that she says the three best words of advice I've ever read, behavior is math and they serve me well. Tony, that is, those three words are <laughs> countless heartbreak, heartache, betrayal, stabbings, um, loss, personal and outward destruction. Mm -hmm. Those three words came from uh, what's, what seems like several different lives of suffering. So I agree with you. And the, the greatest successes I've had is recognizing what I'm just sharing with all of you now about behavior being math. Powerful, I love it. Okay, um, all right, here's a lighter question from Sarah. She says, what kind of music do you listen to, Steve? I think you can tell a lot about a person by what they listen to. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I agree with you because you can tell a lot about a person by what resonates with them. So because, like the title of this show, Whispers of genius, <laughs> echoes of madness. My music varies from, I mean, it could be something classical and beautiful. It could be punk rock. <laughs> it could be uh, uh, Spanish romance ballads. It could be English romance mm -hmm. ballads. The other day, I sent, uh, I sent a, um, a, a text. I'm, I was on my way to Henzo Gracie Academy in New York City to go train with professional athletes as I as I ready myself for this jiu-jitsu world championship that I'm uh, invited to participate in. Getting myself to peak performance, Chris. Just looking to be the greatest athlete I can be while also traveling the world and thinking out loud. And on the way, you sometimes I'm listening to Old school hip hop. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a, I was a teenager in the early '90s, so I'm listening to Wu Tang Clan. I'm in there <laughs> listening to old school hip hop. But on this occasion, I found myself on my way to New York City, and um, and Richard Marx's "Endless Summer Nights." I'm singing out loud in the train, and I <laughs> and I only noticed it because the person next to me was like, "What? The, what? What?" 
what are you doing, dude? You know, it's it's uh, it's bright and early on the way, and Richard Marx is singing "Endless Summer Night." So it, it varies. It varies. And uh, what was her name? Sarah. Yeah. Uh, Sarah varies, and um, and I, I, I Jenny, uh, J- my friend Jenny, she laughs uh, because we were at the gym and you know people are listening to different stuffs and mm-hmm. and sometimes I have my big headphones on they're amazing for music but I'm listening to like a Dr. King speech <laughs> or I'm listening to Alan Watts talk about physics uh, I'm listening to lectures sometimes uh, podcasts I listen to a bunch of different podcasts I spend a lot of time traveling and uh, and doing workouts by myself I spend a lot of time by myself so um my my music playlist and lecture list and audiobook list uh varies a lot sarah so in in that sense i feel like i do have more time than most people to listen uh, aside from maybe like some sort of like truck driver or something like that who gets a lot of just travel time i get a lot of alone time where i i sit and listen to various things so it could be it could be something uh it could be my buddy Pink, and then the very next song could be uh, New Kids on the Block singing "Please Don't Go Girl." Like, it, <laughs> and I, I, I say that shamelessly because it's just true, and I can't be the only one who's like that. But uh, I agree with you. Uh, music says a lot, and I think that that it says a lot that depending on my mood and depending on what I'm feeling, uh, I can listen to just about anything. Sometimes country music, I feel like. Yeah, yeah I was just gonna say, I feel like music can be seasonal sometimes yeah. too. Yeah. Well, when I would be writing, uh, when I would write some of the stuff, um, and and I was on some sort of deadline, uh, and I would write things like that, and it would be, it would have to kick me into an emotional mood, or yeah. or um, I'd get, uh, would it be you or a publisher, mm-hmm. or someone would send me, uh, hey Steve, this this quote about relationships, can you just expand on it for an article we're doing? And it was something maybe I wrote when I was 30. Like, I, it, mm-hmm. it, I'm nowhere near that situation or emotion. So I'll turn on a little Brad Paisley, a little <laughs> Kenny Chesney to make me fall back in love and brokenhearted again and like all that stuff so I can finish, continue this thought I had 15 years ago. And mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, m- music for me is, is uh, it's enjoyable sometimes and sometimes it gets me in the mood. Sometimes I'm, I'm, uh, uh, I'm in an intellectual mood because I just left speaking about business or speaking about behavioral science mm-hmm. or or cognitive neuroscience, and then I have the next uh, you know hour and a half to hit the gym. So you know, on comes My Chemical Romance or Newfound Glory or you know it's, uh, or uh, Taking Back Sunday, m- m- Make Damn Sure, you know <laughs> something <laughs> like that, and it just needs to kick That's me awesome. into some sort of different aggressive uh, state and so yeah i listen to everything sarah i hope you do too uh and if not then please consider new kids on the block please don't go girl how does that go no i'm not <laughs> no, please I, know, sing I cannot it. Do, but sing it in seinfeld no. <laughs> that's funny <laughs> mean. all right so before we get back into behavior uh daniel <clears throat> on instagram asks i'm sorry i keep clearing my throat it's been a big talking week and it's been a change of weather. Like the, it was yeah. hot to cold to hot, and I was in eighty before, and then it came here to like twelve, and then it was so cold, and then it was like sixty, and now it's back to freezing. So my throat, not a huge fan. So uh, excuse that I keep clearing it. 
drink some of that coffee we made you. Yeah, some... I'll be up for yeah. four days. <laughs> you guys are crackheads in this place. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. Okay. No, that's okay. So Daniel on Instagram asks, any tips on how to stay active while working full time? Yeah, stay active. So uh, schedule, you're, you're working full time, but that doesn't mean that you don't have the ability to be active in that. So you've, you've heard all the, the little gimmicks, you know, park a little further, don't pick mm -hmm. the closest spot, walk a little further. When you have a, a break, you know, stand up, walk around. I don't know what your job full time is, uh, but if it's not an active job, you have the opportunity at least once an hour to, to be active. Uh, you have the opportunity on your way there, on your way back. Making a slight, a lot of people think they don't have time because they don't have scheduled time in their routine. That doesn't mean you don't have time. You have the same amount of time. And before you say, oh, easy for you to say, stop. If you saw my list of stuff, you would throw up. You have time. Because <laughs> people say that all the time. And if you knew what I juggle in my life, you would throw up. But you have to make up. Mm -hmm. You have to make and adjust that time. So you have habits. Now, do you have time with your old habits? Maybe not. Maybe you watch one less TV show uh, on a particular day and you use that half hour, an hour to do, you know, a, a few series of planks or sit-ups or push-ups or walk around the block. Maybe you add, you know, the, the, the more likely the environment's going to be conducive to change. Maybe you tell your spouse, your, your partner, your girlfriend, boyfriend, fiance, whatever, you say, hey, let's instead... Instead of watching XYZ again tonight, we'll catch up on that another time. Let's take an hour and walk around the block together. Keep walking around the block Aww. together. Yeah, exactly. It's going to it's going to be healthier instantly, physically, yeah. emotionally yeah. in your life. You'll learn to manage your life in a healthier manner. When it happens when someone like Daniel uh, writes on writes about this, how do I stay active while working full time? It tells you their mindset. Their mindset is like, how, what, where, where am I going to get this time? You have the time. You have the same amount of time. Gandhi, Mother Teresa, mm -hmm. Dr. King, Jesus. You have the same amount of time. What happens is we manage it differently. And remember what I was saying earlier in the show. You don't owe anybody anything. So a lot of the old patterns you have to break for new habits. You just do. So consider something I'm saying. I don't know your life, but I do know what 24 hours is. Minus those eight, whatever, eight or nine hours you need to sleep, you have at least some time that you can remain active. Every other day, it doesn't have to be an hour. It doesn't have to be an hour and a half. If you put in 20 minutes every day and then maybe every other day, add another 20 minutes, add an hour. And if you can incorporate that with, um, uh, with, with some sort of communication, last show was about communication. I got a lot of great yep. feedback about that. Um, you know, add that to communication. Hey, let's not watch this show tonight. Let's we'll, we'll catch up. It's recorded or it's available. It's streaming forever. Let's not do that. Let's um, let's take a walk. Let's take a walk together. Let's do whatever. Go to the mall. One of my I, I live in New York, so there are some times you can't do anything outside. Uh, I'll go to the mall and I'll just walk in the mall for an hour. I don't go into any stores. I don't buy anything. I get to people watch, which is mm -hmm. my favorite. Um, and at the same time I'm walking and by the time that hour's over, maybe I walked a couple of miles. I had some good thoughts. Uh, if I have somebody with me, great conversations, good ideas. Um, so it's never, uh, it's never a loss. You're never going to regret 
even 20 minutes of exercise because your body's going to respond with the chemicals that are going to be like, yes, finally, you love us. <laughs> and you're never going to regret it. You'll regret it if you go, you haven't worked out forever, and then you go to the gym and act like you're Rocky Balboa. You'll regret it tomorrow yeah. instantly, mm -hmm. and you'll probably never do it again because of it. But no, do it slightly. Just make some adjustments in your life. If you're noticing that you're unhappy with the way you feel, the way you think, the way you sometimes just feel blah after you've let yourself go a little bit, if you're noticing that and want to make the adjustment, good news. You're, but you're going to have to adjust the pattern that got, got you there, right? It's not just about losing the weight. It's about losing the lifestyle and mindset that got you there. I need to watch this show. Uh-uh. You need to stay alive. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need to watch that show. <laughs> you need to stay alive. And when you make time for things like that, you'll be surprised that you will find a time to exercise and still watch that show. You'll see where else you're throwing away your time. But that's and the cool thing is you'll start to realize how much time you, you actually, actually have. have. Yeah. yeah, that's what I said, and I wasn't trying to be a dick, even though it sounds like it when I say, if you saw my list of things I juggle, you'd throw up. It's because I'm constantly coming in contact with people who say, oh, but you don't know how hard it is to, and I'll say, I have that, and that, and that, and I'm able to still do this, and I found a way to do a podcast. I have a great team. I came in, I come in, I sit, I talk for an hour, and I leave, and so far, hundreds of thousands of people have downloaded these podcasts. So, I mean, that's great. Their answer is going to be, yeah, but we don't have a team. For most of my life, neither do I. But we have to make these adjustments. We have to. And when, like Chris was just saying, when you start making the small adjustments, you start realizing, wow, there is more time. And what I had was actually a mindset issue, not an hours in the day issue. Ooh, yeah. Oh, and I just read something that... Like the average time people in the world spend on the internet is like six hours a day. Just take well, one of those of, hours. A lot of people <laughs> are just connected constantly, and that's yeah, yeah. It's that's another that's for another show where <laughs> where I where you realize where people are throwing away their time. Do you guys have the the new phone thing that shows you how long you spend on your phone every day? No, I uh, probably have it available, but I won't. I won't need that. I'm. A, <laughs> Oh, it my auto phone. turned on for me. Oh, yeah, my phone oh. probably like, dude, you there? Because I use it so infrequently. <laughs> dude, you so there? My phone's like, dude, you there? <laughs> just, just checking just on you, man. <laughs> my phone has, my phone has like the relationship insecurities. The phone's like, hey, was it something I said? I just feel like, I just feel like you don't, you're just not as into me as you used to be. Was it? What is it? My phone's all insecure. You're strangling people. <laughs> Leg locks. No, I just realized it just throws away. Uh, it just throws away. The, the moment that you start realizing that you're chronicling, like you're your own producer of a show that you think other people are watching on social media, but nobody actually gives a shit. And like you go to an event, whether it's a Christmas tree lighting, I went to, you know, I get invited to a lot of events. So I'm on the other end of it. And like, I get to just see a bunch of people holding up their phones, <laughs> like recording some shit, but you're standing here yeah, and it's in incredible HD. It's in not, not, not 4k. It's in like a hundred K like it's, it's the cl most clear experience you will ever have. And you're staring at it through a screen. It's like incredible to me. And, and what? Post it for what? 
for Susie who went to high school with you can mm-hmm. see it. Susie doesn't give a shit that you're at this thing. Pay attention to it. And as soon as I started realizing that I was becoming that, like, oh, this food's amazing. Let me take a picture of it. What? <laughs> I'm performing. There are people sitting across the table from me. And I'm and I'm taking I'm posing my food. Like that's insane to me. That and is. again, we, I talked about this on a different show and we should do it for another show, but watching, you know, running through a park or being at a park and watching parents ignore their kids so that for except for the one second that they take a picture with their kid and you know that they're going to get credit for being awesome parents with their kid at the park, but you weren't you weren't at the park with your kid. You did a photo op with your kid at the park, <laughs> but you weren't oh, there. Yeah, the kid was there by himself. And so um, as soon as I saw that, you know, that I, mm-hmm. I just lost again, behavior is math. Yeah. So I just lost like, all right, I'm all set with this. So my phone's probably like, knock, knock. Hey man, <laughs> remember us, you know, remember like this stuff. And, and yeah. just until recently, I didn't even only because of this show, uh, did I download Facebook onto my phone just so that I can, uh, see the the author Steve Maraboli page mm-hmm. so that I can respond to some, some messages. But before that, that was all you guys. And yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't have, I'm sure I have that thing available to me, but it wouldn't, for me, it would be, if anything, AT&T would be like, dude, what's up, man? Just make <laughs> sure that you care. That you care enough <laughs> to reach funny. out, man. I've seen, I've seen like fun articles about wedding parties not allowing people to have their phones. Like they put your phone in a basket. I've seen other things where if you go out to dinner, you have to put your phone in like the middle. Like in the middle, yeah. I, I like those ideas. I, I think that that's... I think that that's tremendous for a lot of reasons, especially for young kids, you know, growing up mm-hmm. uh, in recognition that that um, uh, that life's going to be tough enough. You know, life is tough enough to um, navigate just with your peers around you, mm-hmm. never mind with the peers throughout the world who, who could possibly just be bullshitting you. Look at all these self-help gurus. You know them. Yeah. We act like we're, I don't name them, <laughs> but we know them. Yeah. You, you guys have been with me long enough. You get you. See, they call you first to get to me, and you would never guess that they're calling for financial advice when you see them on every channel, everything right. talking about how they're just these gurus mm-hmm. of millions and millions. And meanwhile, you see how they come. You see the names that come to me, yeah. and and that's not you know that's that's you're able to do that through social media because everyone around them close to them knows that that's not real yeah you know so uh kids have enough to compete with their peers enough to compete with themselves it's enough to grow at at your own pace and to to look around and think oh they're doing so much better than i am when when uh, when i was growing up social media didn't exist but they had this expression keeping up with the joneses and that, that people were keeping mm-hmm. up with the Joneses. It's like kind of keeping up with the neighbors. You know, they get a new car. And they're like, oh, man, I need a new car now. And and you find, oh, they they got a new fence and a new house. Mm-hmm. Their house got painted or their house got <laughs> bigger. They got an extension. And suddenly you're you're keeping up with them. And then at some point, though, at some point, keeping up with the Joneses, you realize that they were also full of it. And now you're both in debt. Now you're both yeah. struggling because mm-hmm. none of you could afford that new car. None of, you were all happy with the cars you had were fine. Yeah. Your house size was fine. Mm-hmm. It was all fine. 
It wasn't maybe the flashiest and the most up to date, but you were going on vacations. You were able to pay for it all mm -hmm. and be happy and go to sleep at night and all those things. And then all of a sudden you want to make your house bigger and this <laughs> the car's bigger and stronger and newer and what's this and that. And you have all these things and then you realize the Joneses just went bankrupt and they got to sell their house. And now you can't sleep at night. You're no mm -hmm. vacation because you're just paying the bills, barely at that. You're borrowing money. You're side jobs, extra jobs, all this stuff. And, and your quality of life has gone down because you're competing with your neighbor. Fast forward to these times. These poor kids are competing with people in different countries, in different states, never mind neighbors. They're seeing kids their age flashing you know, all this money and cars. And you're just like, oh, you don't think, you don't have the, the emotional uh, or, or um, you don't have the emotional intellect mm -hmm. to think about what's behind that. You just think, oh, wow, I'm failing. You don't know that the second they turn off that camera, they're stressing or they have to give back that car or they just took a video of that car because it's three seconds from being repossessed or you don't know any of that. You, you just know the minute long video you just saw of them bawling, as the kids say. And suddenly, Wait, so, is that what they say? <laughs> bawling? Do they not say it? I don't know. All right. Funny. But anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping up with the Joneses, the modern day version is just is social media envy, uh, whether it be followers or mm -hmm. likes and all that stuff. And all of that is just bullshit. Yeah. Um, just be the best version of yourself. And it's really tough to say that to people who can spend what you're saying, Steph, six hours at attached to a fantasy world known as social media. Yeah. That's why I, I keep my social media as impersonal as mm -hmm. possible because it's not you're not. It, I don't want you to be me. Uh, newsflash, you're going to fail at being me always. Yeah. And that's what, what I was saying with those gurus that steal my shit all the time. You're going to fail at being me always because you're not me, but you're, you're cutting yourself short. Mm -hmm. Be the best version of you. You might do greater than I'll ever do. Who knows? But as Dr. King said, a Ford trying to be a Cadillac will never be happy. But if a Ford would have just accepted itself as a Ford, it would realize it can get into parking spaces a Cadillac could never get into. I always love that, wow. that idea from Dr. King right. because that's how I feel. Just be unapologetically you. And in doing that, you recognize the strengths you have, the powers that, that, that you have. And so you be the best version of you. If I could, if I could reach out to kids and tell them that, that I, I would, but... All day in social media, they're watching people try and try and emulate these celebrities because they think these celebrities have so much and do so much. But I'm telling you, I'm there. They don't and they don't. Yeah. They don't and they don't. And celebrities these days are are like YouTube celebrities as well. They see how they can be just quote unquote regular people and have millions of followers and. They have well, all yeah, the, the, the illusion of millions of followers and the illusion of millions of dollars. And I'm not mm -hmm. saying that it's all of them, no, no, no. but it is a large part. There's a lot of smoke and mirrors with this. And yeah. like I said, I don't call them out, but they walk through my doors for sure. And yeah, I'm like, there's a lot of smoke and mirrors. Mm -hmm. You you all listening, your jaws would drop if if, if you knew some of the things that I knew and uh, that I know. And, and, and it's just what I'm saying to you is that participating in your own life is literally the most satisfying and enriching thing you can do. Mm -hmm. It is when we start staring at people, those red carpet events, right? 
when we start <laughs> watching people who are actually chasing yeah. their goals and dreams, when we find ourselves watching them going into an event that they're going to either win an award or not, and we're sitting there on our couches criticizing what they're wearing, <laughs> right. that's when we know we're broken. That's when right. that's... Yeah. And then you, then you turn off the TV and you realize you've built uh -huh. nothing of your own. And that you're miserable because you're watching other people chase their goals and dreams and insulting their clothing yeah, or critiquing mm -hmm. it. That's, that's when you're broken. That's when it's over. That's when you got to turn off the TV, yeah. go outside, reconnect with your loved ones, whether it's your kids, your spouse, that you got to reconnect, re-enrich your own life, perform what is spiritual CPR on yourself and, and get away from those addicting, horrific horrific uh, uh behaviors and again it's a it's a matter of wisdom enlightenment maturity torture all those things <laughs> at some point you realize uh that you don't grow happy you don't grow spiritual you shrink spiritual you shrink happy it's about cutting away things you're you're that who, who wrote daniel daniel um your day seems packed you're never going to add more hours to it you're going to cut away some of the ways in which you throw away the opportunity for healthy change. You're going to cut that away. What else you got, Steph? All right. Alright. Alright. Um, Wait, see. do I get to do what most people don't know? I think it's time. Are you guys trying to cut time, out my sir. what most people don't know? We're almost an hour in. You guys are trying to cut me back <laughs> from my favorite segment of this. Um, What do we got? Let me see what most people don't know. Um... Oh, this one's nerdy. I don't know if everyone will love this, but it is nerdy. Okay. What most people... I hit that. You got it. <laughs> what most people don't know. <laughs> All right. What most people don't know. Most people compulsively wash their hands, spray their countertops, and grimace when someone sneezes near them. In fact, we do everything we can to avoid unnecessary encounters with the germ world. But what most people don't know is that now we understand that as humans, we are 90% microbial and only 10% human. These are the cells in our body that are 90. I've heard it as much as 99 yeah. to 1, but, it's, it, but the, the least generous is still that we are 90% uh, microbial cells and only 10% human cells. Uh, we are practically walking Petri dishes, rife with bacterial colonies from our skin to the deepest recesses of our guts. Antibiotics don't just kill the bad microbes, they wipe out the good ones too. That's why antibiotic use can cause an upset stomach. The drugs interfere with the balance of our bacterial flora, making us sick. You guys want to, so that was a good, what most people don't know, applause to whichever one of you picked that. Was that you? <laughs> yeah. That was good. I like that. That was good. But, you know, can I go take it a little further? Yes, That's, please. That is not on the script. I love that. Yes, please. So it turns out that these cells, these bacteria are always fighting. Like there, mm -hmm. there's wars going on in your body and in mm -hmm. those gut ones. So the gut ones, there needs to be a balance. And like your gut health balance now I don't take any probiotics or anything like that. I don't. I know that people are all about. The people are perking up when they hear gut health and all. <laughs> and and I send send all the information you want uh, to staff 
<laughs> at stevemarabully.com as long as it doesn't come to me. But, um, but my point of this is, so these battles are going on. So it's so interesting because if one side, the balance is so important because if one side starts winning, so these battles, mm-hmm. if one side starts winning, what you start receiving is what they call irritable bowel syndrome. So one side oh. starts winning and all of a sudden you, you're just triggered <laughs> at any oh, moment. No. Yeah, no, that's horrible. If the other side starts winning, <laughs> if the balance goes the other way and the other side starts winning, you could have up to a 25% increase in suicidal thoughts. Huh? Yep. What? Wow. Yeah, so these these bacteria, the, the, the chemicals yeah, associated with and their impact on your body, your, your, your physiology, and your, your emotional state is tremendous. Mm-hmm. Absolutely That's tremendous. Crazy. And this, never mind these, um, uh, these um, uh, what's called the, uh, these, the strains of, well, I'm trying to think of. Um, Probiotics? Uh, no, the bacteria. So anyways. The parasites. Never mind bacteria, parasites. Yeah, like toxoplasma, like that kind of stuff. So never mind those. This is just the bacteria, your base. Don't forget, like, don't don't forget that your moods are physiological. Mm -hmm. People forget this, that you are a walking bag of chemicals and chemical reactions. And you have hundreds of thousands of these chemical reactions. And you only become aware, quote unquote, aware of some of them. And we call those emotions or thoughts. Mm Mm-hmm. But most of them you're not aware of. So it's just kind of subconscious. We'll call them subconscious. But these chemical reactions are happening. So when there's an imbalance, yeah, it'll, it'll affect your psyche. Don't forget. You don't say, I, uh, I think happy. You say, I feel happy. I think stressed. No, I feel stressed. Wow. Your moods are physiological. That's the base. So when that's off, everything's off. And you don't even know it. You don't even know it. So, yeah, you can have this. So that toxoplasma, can I be a nerd for one more minute? Yeah. So this toxoplasma is also known as like a host parasite, Mm -hmm. which means it it takes over and changes the chemical signals in your brain. And it uses you as like a a, a vehicle for its procreation. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like let's take it like in a mouse. So it'll like, you, you'll see a mouse who are normally afraid of cats, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So this toxoplasma might get into the nose of a mouse and then like if start uh, affecting the brain cells of a mouse so that it becomes attracted to the smell of cat urine or makes it extra brave. And instead of just hanging out by the corners and stuff, it kind of goes in the middle of the, of the room or the middle of the field. It feels brave. It's reckless. No consequence in mind. And this is that toxoplasma bacteria uh, parasite changing its chemical signals in its brain. It thinks it's its idea. It it doesn't feel any different. It just feels a little reckless, a little reckless. And what's that good smell? Well, it's the smell that you are actually engineered to, to be afraid of. But for now, you're not afraid. No fear, man. No fear, no regrets for this mouse. I'm Mighty Mouse until it gets eaten. So why? 
because the toxoplasma parasite in this situation, it reproduces and procreates the ideal setting for it is in the stomach of a cat. Oh, oh, that's, that's creepy. creepy. Yeah. And we're not so it, creepy. So it doesn't just, <laughs> it doesn't just jump into the cat. It finds something to get into a cat. Mm -hmm. nope. And you'll see it do the same things with ants and, and with, uh, uh, with, with cows and that kind of stuff. And they'll change. And there's a strong argument and plenty of research that talks about its effect on humans. Nope. Yep. You gotta drink an so, extra kombucha. Hold, hold on, hold on. <laughs> kombucha, kombucha kid over here. Uh, with the kombucha. <laughs> so, on so on top of that, you'll 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 see that it could be. It could be that many of what we would call reckless behavior and some even forms of schizophrenia, these can be at some point. Many of these cases might actually be that someone had the toxoplasma, the toxoparasite. Mm -mm. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's crazy. It may be just that. And so what happens when men get it a lot of times is they are reckless. They are more likely to climb a mountain with no rope. They are more likely to gamble recklessly, skydive. They're more likely to get into the car crashes because they have this parasite that is making them reckless and feel reckless. Isn't this amazing? How we're learning about this in the sciences is amazing. We're co cognitive science. I'm happy with the life I live, mm -hmm. and I'm very rarely, I wish I can live forever. I, I really do live in a life where I'm like, hey, if I die tomorrow, Yay, well done, kind of thing. You know, yeah. I, I'm, it's not like a morbid thing. I'm saying like, I feel like I live every day uh, to its fullest. Mm -hmm. okay. The one time I do think like, ah, I wish I'd be alive a hundred years from mm -hmm. now, is because I just want to see what they discover. What they like, know, yeah. what more if if in the small time that I've been alive, what they're finding out about this incredible matrix world of ours. Uh, I would love to see that. So this toxoplasma, yes, they're saying maybe some of the schizophrenic mm -hmm. cases are misdiagnosed toxoplasma cases. And maybe XYZ per person is super reckless. And they weren't before. And mm -hmm. all of a sudden, they're just reckless. I'm going to climb a mountain with no rope, with all this stuff. It might just be this parasite. Oh, That's no. That's crazy, man. I'm not done. Oh. <laughs> that was men. In women... They're more likely to commit suicide, and they are also. It, it might be. It might be attributing to more cases in dementia, bipolar dis disorder, obsessive compulsive disorder, and even autism. But remember how I said it thrives in the in the stomach of a cat. Yeah. That means when does it come out? When the cat poops. So it thrives in cat poop. And uh. remember growing up hearing about the crazy cat lady? Mm-hmm. <gasps> oh, we had one of those in our neighborhood. Crazy cat lady may not have been crazy <laughs> at all. Oh, she had a parasite. She yeah. may have had so many cats and so much kitty litter and so much cat poop that she inhaled amongst the particles. Mm -hmm. If you smell poop, you're inhaling poop yeah. particles, and that's why you smell it, by the way. Okay. 
And so if you walk into a house that has a lot of cats and mm-hmm. a lot of cat poop and you smell mm-hmm. the cat poop and cats and litters and all that, yeah. you're inhaling those particles. That's something that we always do anyway, and it, and it sounds yucky, but it's what we've been doing anyway. But amongst these particles could be this thriving parasite, and it no. may have caused you to act erratic, obsessive, compulsive, have seem a little bipolar, and while we would, would have previously attributed this to other things, mm-hmm. modern cognitive science is looking at this toxoparasite. That's amazing That's and insane. scary, yeah. and I'm not a big fan of cats or cat smells, <laughs> so I think that's a good sign, Steph, right, Steph, that I'm not Steph just made this attracted to. Well, because now I'm worried. Do I have this parasite? But... I'm not a big fan of cat smell, so I think if I were a fan of it, then I would, if so, I was attracted so to that. So you're saying if the, the reason you behave the way you behave, we can just, we could take out parasite off the list yes, of, of causality. I think that that's. Okay, well, we'll, we'll scratch that off the, off the list. Okay. <laughs> is that cool? Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's so so thank you for, for letting is. me expand on that, what most people don't know, even though that wasn't on the list. I figured people would get a get a, a kick out of that. This was a good show. Do I it was do a? Fun. Do you want me to do a Steve Reads? Yes. Uh, story time with Steve. What's it called? Story time with Steve. And now it's time for what? Wait, hold on. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> What's with all these segments? What's with all these? <laughs> What's with the show almost being over and Steve didn't read his own work? <laughs> all right, so. Wait, wait, wait. It's called Story Time with Steve. And now it's time for Story Time with Steve. I'm going to read what is a popular one, also stolen pretty often. Yes. But this one comes from the very first book. So I was probably 20, 19 or 20 when I wrote this. Hmm, It's not now when. And I will uh, share it with you all now on... Steve Reeds, what's it called? Story Time with Steve. Story, Story time. time. That's actually an unapologetically you book. Okay. Story Time with Steve. <laughs> if <laughs> wait, let me think. Well, you have like a twinkle in <laughs> no, your eye when you're saying. I'm excited. Uh-huh. Like this you're reaching the mass. Happy tear. <laughs> you ready? Well, because tear camera. I, okay. Quick, a quick, quick peek. Tear. Sometimes when I read this stuff. I remember what I was thinking when I wrote it. So Aww. sometimes I do have like an emotional connection to the stuff. Uh, in Unapologetically You, Mom on the Eighth Floor mm-hmm. is something I still can't get through. I still cannot read through Mom on the Eighth Floor. So some of these I really, really do connect with. The these the reason the books are, are, are short and they're short ideas is because they really are inspirational trauma <laughs> or <laughs> negative trauma um refine and cut down as much as I can to uh to share that moment or that series of moments with people. So I do connect with it. And if not now, when uh did did come from that idea of frustration and it's kind of like a mix. If not if not now when was put together, it was it was a series of different thoughts that I had mm-hmm. that all kind of even though they came at different days and at different moments, they they clearly belonged together. You know, it's like you have your little your little clique of friends. You're all born at different times, different places, different wherever. 
different colors mm-hmm. do all that stuff but clearly you all belong together and and a lot of the pieces in my book are like that so this one being one of them it came from a place of frustration for how much we throw away mixed in with the beauty of of that it's not over yet the beauty of it's not done yet that that you have you you still have your whole life ahead of you you know that mm-hmm. that no matter how old you are you literally have your whole life ahead of you <laughs> whether that's sure. whether you're everything that's behind you is gone already so when when you hear you have your whole life ahead of you that's true for a hundred percent of everyone what's left your whole life is ahead of you so this came from that if not now when there are so many beautiful things happening right now within all the beauty that radiates in this very moment amongst all the things happening of the now and woven within the fabric of this moment, you will find an abundance of opportunity. This opportunity is available at times and remains inactive and formless until you give it form and you set it in motion. How will you define and use the opportunity available to you? Let today be the day you make the choice to no longer throw away the opportunities presented in each passing moment. Seize the opportunity accessible in the now. Empower yourself to take hold of the opportunity for change, for decisions, for growth, for simplicity, for love, for forgiveness, for compassion, for happiness. The opportunity to live the life you've always wanted to live, to live in alignment with your dreams, to express your greatest self, to be unapologetically you. The opportunity to act on all of these things is present right now. What are you willing to have left undone in your life? We have all had so many goals, so many visions, and so many dreams for ourselves, yet we often put them on the back burner. We put them on the back burner not because we don't want to do it, but because we are convinced that a later time will be better. We are confident to the same degree that any gambler is confident. Our confidence is rooted in the idea that we can pursue our goals, dreams, and desires at a later time and that it will be somehow an easier journey. But the reality is that the cemetery is full of books that were never written, full of chances that were never taken, full of relationships that were never started, full of resentments that were never mended, full of regret. The cemetery is full of gamblers that got it wrong. Don't let yourself be another example of a life gambled but not lived. Do not waste another day. If not now, when? Wow. Good job. Good job, younger really poetic Steve. That was really beautiful. That Good was great. job. Now Thank I'm you. like a swing up. That was like that when was... I was writing through my tears. And now I, everything's like swinging a baseball bat. I like younger poetic Steve. Sometimes I can channel that younger poetic version mm-hmm. of myself, but now I think I, I'm I'm a little bit more um, I'm a little more punchy now. Yeah. Uh, now yeah. now I hit a little harder than that. Some of the places I can be uh, um, poetic. I think with the relationship stuff, the uh, delightfully chaotic stuff that we're yeah. putting together. 
I, I can really channel that 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 poetry, the the poetry of what it is to to love, be loved, and and to desire that kind of love and relationship. I think that I can channel it for that. The life stuff I I, I admire. I'd probably cut that shorter, but I think that it's beautiful. And Thanks. when it lands on a person who's at that point and that they need that version of me, wow, that hits home, man. Yeah. Wow, yeah, that hits home. That's fantastic. Thank you, too. I know I went a little over an hour. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, thank you for sharing. Don't forget to tell everybody you can about this podcast. We're here for you. You hear us not. We're not telling you to go buy any products. <laughs> we're not doing any of that. The only thing I ask is that you tell other people. My, my goal is to help as many people as I can while I can, and this is how we do it. So if something ins inspires and empowers you, please share it. It's likely to inspire and empower everybody around you, and, and they might be thankful that you did. Some of the best gifts we can give each other is, is hope and, and, and empowerment, and, and maybe something I said will be that little thing that clicks, that clicks, that is, is said the way they needed to hear it, and it just clicks and it comes from somebody living it, somebody who, who's living it. So thank you, everybody. Make sure you check out our social media pages, Steve Maraboli. That's one word, Steve Maraboli, um, on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook. I am author Steve Maraboli. And make sure you check the blue verified check mark. Those are our only pages. There are a lot of imposters um, who, who try to be me and, 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 and literally post the same pictures and my profile picture and all that. And, uh, just know that that's not us, not even close. And so make sure it's the blue verified check mark. I love you all. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Steph. You're awesome. Thank you to all of you that share. We're all on the same team and in this together. <laughs> oh, my well, isn't this your clothes? Yeah, this yeah. Is your Didn't oh, she say I this is her clothes? It. Okay. Now I gotta do it I again. I thought you were saying something. We're all on the same team and in this together. See you next time. Mm. Wait, I wasn't feeling that wasn't. one. That one wasn't. Well, Listen, I, I went were... full passion. These these are the people. Okay, let me do it again. These people are listening to this podcast. We just gave them a bunch of ideas, nuggets, stories. I told them about the cat lady, all this stuff. Love them so much. They 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 don't know, but they can feel what what this is. What what this is for them and for me to be able to do this with them and for you two to make this available for me to do for them. So let's close it strong. Folks, I love you all. Thank you for listening. <laughs> See you next time. Nice. <laughs>